Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the intro. This is your host, Matt Delavalli, aka MDV, and I'm back on the mic this week with my co-host and best buddy, Max Isaac, for episode 58 of the intro, and we're talking about New Year's resolutions and that New Year, New Me energy. Now, this episode is awesome for anybody out there who's starting 2022 with a goal in mind. You wanna get some new results, you wanna get into the gym, you wanna eat a little bit better, and one of the things that I wanna tell you about before getting into this episode is the EOE40 Challenge at NC Fit. It started on January 10th, which was yesterday, but it's not too late to sign up for a 40-day challenge to really get your rear in gear and get after those 2022 goals. So check me out on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT or at NC.fit on Instagram and look for the EOE effort over everything 40 day challenge. Number two, if you need a little help with your early morning wake-ups at Last Port Coffee on Instagram, it's a coffee company I started this past year. We have four amazing roasts, light, medium, medium, dark, and dark. They're all outstanding. I talk a lot about the homeward bound medium dark roast. I brewed it up this morning in a French press and is my favorite cup of coffee that I've ever had in my life. I'm not exaggerating. The coffee is unbelievable. Please check us out at www.lastportcoffee.com. And without further delay, let's get into the one about resolutions. Let's go. hot coffee max not your jam huh no i uh i like to be able to gulp my coffee so i have to wait at least 10 to 15 minutes once i get it now the thing is if i have like a fancy coffee drink like a cortado which just a mini latte i want that nice and hot well i need my coffee boiling to the point that it's melting down like Chernobyl. I need my tongue <laughs> to fall apart as I'm drinking my coffee. I, I need at least to feel like the cup is burning my hands in order <laughs> I to have that. a satisfying cup of coffee. If it's like lukewarm in my hands, it's automatically going in the trash. Oh, uh, that stresses me out. Well, this is, this is my, hold on. This is my athlete cup. It says you're the best athlete it with, every time i drink out of it it makes me feel really good about myself i love those kind of mugs man i think that the world needs more mugs that give people a little bit of a smile and a little attaboy and pat on the back and you know what max you are the best athlete i feel like it well we were just talking about something that stresses us out in terms of coffee but do you want to hear something else that stresses me out yeah i heard that on new year's eve in New York City, where the ball drops, that regardless of all the craziness that's going on this year, and there was only 15,000 people, and they all had to wear masks and whatever, it was probably, I don't even know what went on there. I didn't, didn't stay up to watch it. But I heard that this year and also in years past, people fucking wear diapers to New Year's Eve in the city to pee themselves so that they can just stand there and wait for the ball drop. How fucking stupid and stressful is that for you? I actually can't even comment on this because it's something that I could never wrap my head around doing. So, <laughs> so first off, New Year's Eve is the worst 
holiday. It is the most overrated holiday there is. It's a second rate version of the 4th of July, you know, <laughs> and, and 4th of July is an elite holiday. Elite. And, yeah. And the reason the 4th of July is an elite holiday is there are no gifts associated with 4th of July. It's only about good vibes. You're going to barbecue, you're going to go swimming, um, you know, it's like you're just you're here to have a good time. The problem with New Year's Eve is twofold. The first being you have to stay up late. And I hate that. I do not like staying up late. It doesn't make me feel good. The, the other thing is there's all this hype around this turning over of the year. And I, well, first off, I'm Jewish and I go by the Jewish calendar. So I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't even know what New Year's is, but I just, I just can't, I just can't get excited about the turning over of a year. Although I do like the idea of thinking about, you know, things that you'd like to change in this next year. I do think there is value in that, even though it gets this kind of like cliche, you know, vibe about it. Oh, you know, new year, new me. I, I actually think it's, it's great to be able to look back on your year and think about like, hey, what are some things that I did really well? Um, what are some things that I maybe want to change? So I think, I think there, there is value in that. Yeah, 100%. And I think that we're going to get into talking about a lot of those things that we like and don't like about New Year's resolution and the kind of tidal wave of motivation that I think a lot of people are feeling at the start of a new year, which I, I think can be really amazing for people. I want to go back to the diapers on New Year's Eve just really quickly, <laughs> just to underscore how fucking crazy that is that you have these guys and girls getting all dressed up, the guys in there probably like Armani or AX fucking outfits, and they put a diaper on underneath that. Are you crazy? Like it just changed my whole way of thinking about the type of people who are in that crowd now on New Year's Eve wearing diapers. But just yeah. to get, hold on really quickly, just, just to get back to the hype on New Year's, I agree with you. I think it's overhyped in terms of like the night itself. There's a lot of artificial pressure. I remember used to feeling that when I was more in like my going out years or party years. And yes. you know, you'd yep. be thinking about, you got to look good. You got to find somebody at midnight to lay a, a, a kiss on or whatever. And, you know, 10 out of 10 times there was no kisses laid. So um, it was mostly just hanging out with your buddies. And then by the time you get a little bit older, you're just worrying about what kind of outfit you're going to fucking wear to your living room for new year's Eve. The, the, the pressure of where you're going to go. That's something that I'm so happy just doesn't exist in my life anymore at all. You know, like, in fact, one thing that I said to said to Brit this year is my like I was like, you know, my New Year's resolution is to just say no to things that I just don't want to do. And I love that. And she's like, and she's like, that's like that's really good because I find that I I mean, I, I would imagine that coaches, educators, anybody that gives their time to others has a really hard time saying no. And 
nine times out of 10, these people are like overextending themselves. I'm so guilty of this and I've been guilty of it for over a decade that this year, like my big thing is say yes to the things that I want to do. And if I don't want to do something, just say no. And I don't have to give some backstory. It, just saying no should be enough. And I maybe that sounds stupid to people listening, but just saying no, I think it will feel great. I agree with you. This is actually funny you brought this up. We didn't plan this, but this is an excerpt from Daily Stoic, I think two or three days ago. It's one of the first ones in the new year where they talk about the power of saying no and it giving you the freedom to actually say yes to the things that you want to say yes to. Because if you're constantly saying yes to everything, then you're going to be paralyzed by appointments, by things you have to do, by things you don't want to do, by spending too much money, by doing things with people that you might not want to do. And ultimately, this gets down to the main point for me. As an adult, you should be secure enough to just say no to the shit that you don't want to do. Why are you going to fucking suffer through going to something that you don't want to go to with people you don't want to be there with. And I know I sound like Scrooge right now, but ultimately you only have so many minutes on this planet. So if you're constantly just saying yes to shit, you don't want to do, do you want to get to the end of your fucking life and look back and be like, I didn't do anything I actually wanted to do. I mean, that's heavy. We went from diapers to, I mean, to minutes on this earth. So I like it. Well, the number one thing that I'm saying no to that you can bet every last dollar that you're ever going to earn in your life, you'll never find me on New Year's Eve wearing a diaper watching the ball drop. And if you do, I've gotten so rich to the point that I've got money like the rock that I will pay you out on it because that's the only way I could think about myself being there is if I'm hosting it <laughs> and they're like, MDV, put this diaper on. And be like, <laughs> is the diaper... Plated in gold. Yes, it is. Of course. Put it on. Let's dive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but um, no, let's get that. right to it now. Um, we're talking about resolutions. And, you know, like we said at the start here, there's a lot of positive energy that gets spun up around the new year. Some, some negative aspects to that, but there's also some positive stuff about it. So Max, what's your general take on new year's resolutions? So again, like we said a couple minutes ago, I really like the idea of looking back at your last year and, f you know, for me, it's looking back saying, Hey, like, what are some things that I think I did really well over this past year? And what are some things that I would like to improve upon in this next year? So one big thing that I feel really good about over the past year was how we ran our business during a really tough time. You know, I, my experience in, in owning a business is limited to running this first business. So I'm very fortunate that I have a wonderful business partner who helped guide me and guide this business throughout a really tough time. But I felt really good about how we treated our members, how we treated our employees during some times where gyms were folding, we were able to continue to, I guess, not really grow, but keep going. So I felt really good about that. And Hell yeah, you should. Um, on, on the personal side, the, the biggest thing that I'm trying to change this year actually has a lot to do with uh, my own nutrition. So I'm going to try my best to cut alcohol completely out of my life. And not because I think I have a problem with it, but I find that 
it's not adding a lot to my life um, in that it's not adding any value to what I'm doing. And it's definitely taking away from some things that I love to do, which is work out really hard. And not that I'm really feeling it on a regular basis, but um, I just feel like my life can be way better without it, probably would save a bunch of money. So one one goal I have this year is around nutrition, which is uh, cutting out alcohol. And then the, the other goal I have, which is a movement goal. So about six months ago, I think I told you about this. Uh, I saw Marcus Philly post this thing about 30 minutes of intervals every day. And so I've been doing it for six months, which is you know, 30 minutes of intervals. And we have the, you know, row, bike, ski, true form and echo at our house. So we've got a whole cardio factory in our, in our garage. And so I've been doing it for the past, doing it for the past six months when I'm traveling, I'll do like a 30 minute EMOM, but it's made me feel really wonderful. So I'm just going to do 30 minutes of intervals every day for a year and see what happens. I like both of those and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in the past when we were younger, you had cut out alcohol pretty much out of almost your entire life. I remember that you didn't drink a whole lot, you know, back in the CFNE days. Am, am I wrong? Yep. No. Yeah. I, when we, um, you know, back when we were quote unquote, trying to be competitive athletes, this was, you know, a conversation that Ben had with me because, you know, I was really interested in trying to be a competitive athlete. And he said, you know, first thing you have to start doing is take your nutrition seriously. So Ben was the one that got me to try the zone. And I ended up following that for about 18 months straight. And during that time also cut out alcohol and I'm, and anybody that's done anything like this knows you, you cut out alcohol, you track your food and you work out hard, the, the results that you see are just insane. I was feeling like I was in the best shape of my life. Actually, the point where I'm at right now, cardiovascular wise, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been. And so I'm excited to cut alcohol out and really see what I'm capable of. So that's great. Well, one of the things I've always admired about you, Max, is the fact that when you do something or when you say you're going to do something, you actually not only fucking go out there and do it, but you do it for an amount of time that's actually going to elicit the results. And, you know, coming back to the conversation about resolutions, I think that this is, I, I like resolutions for a couple of reasons and I hate them, hate them, hate them with every fiber of my being for other reasons. I have a mixed bag of feelings about resolutions. The reason why I like them is because, or I like the new year time, I should say, is because there's a lot of momentum that people can capitalize on. There's a lot of positive energy. Nearly everybody in your life who's not a complete sociopath at this point in the year is thinking about how can I do a little bit better? What can I do? What are the things in my life I can change? And regardless of whether or not they actually take any fucking action behind them or they just talk about it, there's still a positivity about those people around the New Year's. Even like the crankiest motherfuckers out there, the people who are like always in bad moods, maybe even those people around this time of year are like, you know what? I could be a little bit nicer. Maybe they don't change, but they say it. And I like that idea. I like the idea that there's a positive momentum right now. The reason I don't love resolutions, and this is kind of overpowering because I think a lot of people get tripped up by their own two feet in terms of making too many resolutions, in terms of not following through on resolutions, in terms of dreaming 
you know, way, way, way too big and then not doing the small, simple stuff that they actually need to do consistently to make the changes that they want. But to get back to why I really am admiring you and your work ethic is when you say you're going to do something, and this is my encouragement to anybody who sets a resolution down on paper, you actually do it and grind through not only the first few weeks of that positive uh, energy, maybe you don't even grind through them, you fly through them like everybody does. But when it starts to get tough, you buckle down and you continue to do it. Like you said, you just did six months of steady state, 30 minute cardio intervals every single day for the past, uh, in the past, you did 18 months of zone and no alcohol. When a lot of people sign up for these kinds of things, they get really excited and to no fault of their own. The first week probably goes great, but then after that, they fall off the planet. And that's why there's this big joke around the gym scene in the new year where it's like, oh, January 2nd, January 3rd, the first Monday, the gyms are going to be packed. Wait until January 10th when everybody goes and sits on the couch and watches the next episode of Dexter New Blood or whatever's on Showtime or HBO or whatever. I, uh, I hate people talking like that. It makes me so sad because... Talking like what? Well, well, like, oh, just, you know, just, just give it a week and, and, you know, these people will fall off. It's like, how dare you wish that upon somebody that, that these people that are going to start are going to fall off. Like to me, that's the, that's the saddest thing in the world. Shouldn't you be like encouraging them? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this freaking person going. Like, what if, what if every veteran member of a gym, like, saw a new member? It's my person. Like, I'm going to get this person through the first three months of this, right? Or, like, I'm going to get this person through, shoot, the next week. But all you see over, you know, social media during this time is exactly what you just said. Like, this is what it looks like on January 2nd. This is what it will look like on, on January 10th. And I, I, I get it. It's like, these are, you know, these are jokes and blah, blah, blah. but there's truth. There's truth in jest. And as a, as a gym owner, all I want is for people to find something that is going to make their life better and freaking latch onto it and hold onto it for dear life and let it pull them up. Mm. You know, part of, part of being able to, to see like, a resolution through is accepting the fact that like, it's not incredibly glamorous and you, you've been posting about this so much and I love it. It's like, don't major in the minors. And a lot of this stuff isn't sexy. Like the, the reason why I've loved doing 30 minutes of intervals for the past six months is because in my eyes, it is the easiest freaking thing for me to do. It is such low hanging fruit. I go into my garage. I like put a little bit of music up, start with like my sweatpants and my sweatshirt on, go through the first five, 10 minutes, start shedding, start shedding layers. By the end of the workout, I'm like dancing in between my intervals, singing along with the song, kissing my freaking dog. Like it's, I leave like having a love fest with myself. Because it's like, it's that, it's, it's that easy to get started. And I, I, I don't know. I just, you, you can tell, I, I, I was telling Britt, like, 
that I love nothing more than the fact that like her and I get to go into the garage, do this. Our dogs are there. I'm like, what a, what a freaking amazing life we live. Yeah. That, like we, that, that we get to do this. That's unbelievable. I think that a lot of people, if they looked at fitness that way more generally, we would have a much fitter, healthier population. And I, this is a little bit of a knock on CrossFit from my perspective a little bit is that the intensity aspect of it, and I know that this is a little tangential to the conversation, the intensity aspect of CrossFit sometimes, it's fucking intimidating. It really is. It is. And I don't care who's out there who's going to tell me that, oh, it re it's relative intensity. You don't have to go to, you know, your max for Fran. You can do whatever. And, you know, if you're doing a three-minute Fran, my grandma is doing a 10-minute Fran. Well, guess what? The 10 minute Fran for your grandma feels like the three minute Fran for me. And I think that sometimes that pressure of I'm going to have to go as hard as humanly possible with this workout that's got a name, that's got scores attached to it, it creates more stress than sometimes it's helpful for people. And I loved what you said about your 30 minute intervals is the fact that you go in and you just start the first five or 10 minutes are the fucking warm up. There's no need to warm up before that. You shed layers as you go. I'm sure you throttle the intensity up and down based on how you're feeling just not only that day, but through the entire EMOM. I just did a 30 minute EMOM style workout down here in the hotel. And guess what? The first 10 minutes were purely warm up. The next 20 minutes, I just went up and down based on how I felt. I rested a little bit more. I took a little break. I got back into it. And then I finished my 30-minute workout. I think if more people looked at some aspects of their fitness like that, and yes, you do need to do some intensity now and then to make sure that you constantly have that gear that you can tap into and your fitness is continuing to go up and you're challenging yourself, stepping outside the comfort zone. But it doesn't always have to be that way. And I love what you said about enjoying it with your significant other as well. Pull people into this thing and make it something that you enjoy as a community, whether or not the community is a community of two or 200. Right. Well, you, I mean, you just, you hit the nail on the head for, for a couple things, which is the workout matters, but it also doesn't matter. Right. So the, the mentality that I think a lot of us used to have was that every workout is the end-all be-all. And if something doesn't happen during this workout, you know, then, then all hope is lost. Where the only thing that matters is what we just said, it's just starting. And I think for a lot of people, you know, we come full circle here and talk a little bit about, you know, making resolutions, stuff like that. It's thinking about like, what's that next actionable step? Like, how can I actually get started on this resolution? So right now at, at all of our gyms, we're, we're running a nutrition challenge and they can, it's a nutrition and habit challenge and they can pick between, you know, doing something like EC's 800 gram challenge, which I'll forever bang the drum on that as I think one of the best, um, you know, nutrition programs, whatever, lifestyle programs, whatever you want to call it out there. She is, you know, I don't use this word lightly. She's the goat. She is the, the absolute best. Um, or they can, you know, pick from the zone. And 
interestingly enough, a lot of the conversations I have with my members are not about doing this 800 gram, not about doing the zone, but actually starting a little bit easier with building in some good nutritional habits. So for some of our members that I, that I speak to, they're like, yeah, I don't really know how to do this. You know, I don't eat breakfast. I'm like, oh, well, hey, listen, don't even worry about this challenge at all. I think what you should focus on is having three meals a day. And maybe people listening think like, oh, well, that's like, that's too easy. And, and it may be too easy for you, but for a lot of people, it's, it's more about getting into some really good habits and then layering on some of the more difficult things. Um, so for instance, it's eating three meals a day, or I'll be straight up with you. The biggest thing for me that has um, helped me a lot is starting every day with a glass of water and a banana. <laughs> like that, that has helped me so much um, that it doesn't need to be complicated, but what it needs to be is a really easy first step in something that you can replicate over and over and over again. Yeah, that's huge. I talk a lot about this to different people in my life, um, different clients, coaches on our staff at NC Fit is when you're counseling or talking to people, especially if they're a little bit kind of earlier in their journey, or if they have some issues that are a little bit more complicated, when you know, we're not trying to, you know, make incremental gains in fitness. You know, this, this person has some serious stuff that they need to address in terms of their lifestyle. They have to really dial in their health, their nutrition, their fitness, so that they don't end up really, really sick, dead, or, or, you know, whatever. It has to fit into their current lifestyle a little bit. Yes. You want them to be uncomfortable. Yes. They're going to have to make some changes, but like, you can't take somebody who is, you know, right now, couch bound eating three meals of fast food per day and go, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the grocery store. You're going to shop for only whole foods. Nothing that you're going to eat is going to have any sugar in it. You're going to uh, weigh and measure every piece of food that goes into your body. It's all going to fit into this exact macro count. You're going to go to the gym for 90 minutes a day. No, no, no. It's fucking crazy. Like they're not going to, they're going to drown in that amount of stuff. Maybe the first thing that you want that person to do is just get off of the couch and walk for 10 minutes. Or you want them to make one switch in their life. You don't want them to drink any more of their calories. Or you're just going to tell them, hey, instead of regular Coca-Cola, why don't you just drink diet Coca-Cola for a couple of weeks and start there? And like, I know that some people out there are like, ah, diet Coca-Cola, aspartame, blah, 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 you're getting this. No, no, fuck you. That person needs to make those types of small changes in order to start to see some progress because you overload them with crazy amounts of stuff, I guarantee you that person's going to be right back on the couch and probably worse off than before you interacted with them. So th this is something that the further we get away from being a beginner, we forget what it's like to be a beginner. And I have a great story here about a member that I had about four or five years ago. And he came, came to me, ex-Army Ranger, uh, this guy, general counsel for really big company, but was drinking 12 Coca-Colas every day. Wow. No, no lie, drinking 12 Coca-Colas every day because at the office, they had these Coke machines and they were free. And so this guy burning the candle on both ends 
this is what he would do. He'd just go there, boom, hit the Coke. He'd be drinking 12 of those a day. So when he came to me, um, 12 Coca-Colas a day, didn't move at all. The only thing we did was first get him to a point where he felt comfortable coming into the gym on a somewhat regular basis. But the first thing we did on the nutrition side was after class every day, and we're, we're lucky that we had the space, we would go upstairs into our, our little loft area on Waltham and we would make breakfast together. So I made this commitment to him that we were going to start this breakfast club. And the whole reason behind it was in my eyes, if I could get him to start his day by eating something good, I had a better chance of him, you know, not drinking 12 Coca-Colas and First off, this actually became a really cool breakfast club where like, you know, eight to 10 people every day wanted to come and, I love and have, you know, and, and have, have breakfast together. But what ended up happening was it worked. He got off Coca-Cola, right? And it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's because of what I did, but what I'm saying is it's because we really started with something incredibly small. And I am a huge believer in starting your day in quote unquote, the right way. I love starting my day with movement. I love being able to get up and take the 615 class or getting up and eating a good breakfast. I always think that it sets you up for a successful day. And I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but no, I, I love that Max. And I think that that kind of gets back to one of my main points about resolutions and how to, if you're going to set resolutions, how to make them appropriate is make them realistic in terms of what the next step in your life can be to achieve. Maybe it's a loftier goal down the road, but it doesn't need to be everything all at once. It's not going to happen in one fell swoop and you're not going to get the result that you want in three days. So stop trying to stack your plate, proverbial plate, with every bit of habit, routine, information, new practice, new movement, new whatever, to get you to where you wanna go, start small. I think that's one of the main things about resolutions that bothers me with a lot of people is when they set them, they set, first of all, 9,000 resolutions. You look at their page, page it's like, I'm gonna read a, a book a week. I'm gonna go to the gym for 90 minutes a day. I'm gonna zone and macro all of my food. I'm going to, uh, you know, listen to every Jocko Willing podcast. I'm going to buy uh, whatever. It's, it's all these things that, yes, in an ideal world, I wish everybody could do a lot of those things. And maybe one day, you know, we'll get there together. But start off with something that's realistic. If you're not working out even uh, three times a week for 60 minutes, why don't you just start with like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym at least three times a week, not every day, not 90 minutes every day, not for every day for 90 days, whatever. Just make a goal that is appropriate for you that can fit into your life or make time for it in your life and then follow through on that. And that's my main call to action for people out there looking at their list of resolutions is, yeah, maybe you set them down on paper with really good uh, and fired up intention and you like, I'm pumped about all these things. And for the first few days, you know, that's going good. If it's going good and you think you can continue it, continue on with it. But if you feel like already the wheels are starting to fall off, it's okay to peel back just a little bit and be like, I, I wanted to go to the gym every single day in 2022. That's probably not realistic. What I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to 45 minutes 
of movement for four or five times a week, whatever it is that actually can be done. Yeah. And well, you know, the, the other thing, and you talked about here was like, you know, first three days are, are like really good. And a lot of this comes down to where you're finding value in these, in these resolutions. So if you are setting a a gym goal and you know, the, the goal is solely based off of like aesthetics, right? Like, Oh, I want to, you know, look a certain way. I don't think that that's enough to get you necessarily where you want to go. You actually have to love or find the love like in the process of what you're doing. And again, I know like a lot of this stuff sounds super cliche. Like we've all seen the post, like, you know, fall in love with the process, but that's real. If you don't actually love what you're doing when you're doing it, and the whole resolution is based off of the outcome, you're not going to stick with it. Well, I, I, I just... Sorry, no, continue ahead. on. I'm sorry. No, no. It's just that that's it. It's just it, I, I know personally speaking for myself, the only things that I've ever stuck with are the things that I truly love in, in like in my heart. Like I love the process of doing, you know, and it's not about, oh, I want, you know, a six pack at the end of this or, you know, oh, I'm, I, I want a 400 pound back squat at the end of the course. I've never happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you actually have to like fall in love with kind of like the grind of it. I agree with you in terms of loving the process and embracing the journey. I talk about that a whole lot. I think that that is a hundred percent essential for anybody out there who's got these longer term goals where you know, you want to be fit for your life or, you know, you're thinking about how, how am I going to get to a certain place? You really do have to love the journey because those goals, they, the numbers there and like the way that you look, a lot of times when you do get there, what happens is you look at it and you go, well, now I want 405 pounds on my deadlift. I'm at 10% body fat. Now I want to be 7% body fat. So it's the same thing when people start to attach dollar values to their uh, professional self-worth. You go, I want to make 100 grand. Okay, well, when you get to 100 grand, guess what? You want to make 200 grand. When you get to 200 grand, you want to make 300 grand. Like, so when you start to attach specific numbers or like states of being to the goal, that can be a little dangerous and tricky for me, but I don't necessarily think that the, that's always bad because let's just say I had an aesthetic goal, which I do right now. Like my goals in working out and fitness and training are largely aesthetic based. Like I'm not trying to win any competitions. I'm trying to do really well in jujitsu. I'm trying to be able to work out with my friends and I want to look really good. That's about it. I mean, wait, hold on. How much better can you look? I, <laughs> stop it, stop I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a lighting thing, but <laughs> I mean, you're looking stop pretty it. nice these days. All right, go ahead. All right. All right. All right. 
All right. Just ruin the whole pod. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But those for me are like the goals. I fucking love the process and the journey though. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with having those goals in the back of your mind, but they can't be the be all and end all. It can't be the only reason because if it's the only reason, if you do ever get to where you want to be, you're going to just want more and more and more. I love showing up to the gym every day and grinding. I, I freaking love it. And I love it no matter where I'm at, what stage of life, what hotel gym I'm at, what regular gym I'm at. If we're working out together, I love it even more. But if you hate it, if you don't like the process, if you're struggling against it every single day and you still have these like goals that are attached to specific numbers, that can be a recipe for disaster. I think uh, – well, so first off, really, really good point. I think I should have put uh, a little asterisk on that in that if you're beginning in a lot of these journeys, it's very hard to have aesthetical number goals associated with these like resolution type things. Somebody like yourself, you've demonstrated that, you know, you're, you've, you know, you've been in this world for an incredibly long time. And so you have uh, already kind of this baseline level of discipline, right? So I think that there's definitely different levels to setting goals, setting resolutions based on essentially, you know, your, your time under tension, right? And this is, this is something that's, that's important is depending on where you're at, you can kind of level up on your goals and resolutions, right? So somebody that's very new, you you know, like we always talk about, or we, we've been talking a lot about, about new members, right? And so like you have a new member at your gym and they're like, you know, they're like, I, I really want to try and make it in three times a week. It's like, okay, well, this needs to be really fun for this person because they've never been to the gym three times a week in their life. So like, what are the things that are going to get this person coming back? And so this is what, you know, we talk about like getting to know your members, making sure that your classes are fun, like making sure that people are getting enough attention, right. Where, you know, MDV comes into my gym. It's like, I already know this guy comes to the gym eight days a week. So it's not like, you know, it's not like I, I, I need to be coddling him to, you know, to, to, to get him here for him. It's more like, okay, now we can kind of dive a little bit deeper and dial in some of these like 1%. Again, to your point, like Good point. for you, for, for you, you could major in a couple minors, right? And because let, let's be serious, like you, you have these major things already done in your, in your life, right? I mean, th- think about, you know, nu- nu- nutrition wise. Now I've known you for an incredibly long time and, you know, you, I, I've seen you deal with food temptation before. Like, you know, there was always, the jo- <laughs> there, there, there was always the joke about like you throwing cookies in like a garbage can and spraying them with the Windex. Windex. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, that, 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 that was like, you know, I remember that was like folklore. I tell that, that joke at NC fit too. It's, but I mean, okay. So like that was, you know, eight, 10 years ago, I, I see you now and you, you post about the way that you're eating, you're incredibly regimented. Right. So, so for you at this point, like there are some things that like are minors that you can major in where if you're new, you can't think about that. Right. 
so it's just it's just it's cool to think about that there's always an opportunity no matter what level you're at in this quote-unquote journey to take it one step further and that's why this health and wellness stuff is infinite and why I love that we get to be in this field because you know you've been in it for longer than I have you know I like I've been in it for you know 10 years in in CrossFit I've been working out since I was 13 right so 22 years of working out which is first off freaking awesome like so cool to be right like in just cool to be doing something for that amount of time but you're continually able to like level up but then not only level up but like make a jump to something else and make a jump to something else and it's 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 just such a it's such a wonderful world because there's always room for improvement and when you have somebody like brand new like imagine you 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 told somebody that came into your gym for the first time and like their, their goal is to come three times a week. Like any coach that, that has that person, like you should be giddy with excitement for that person. In fact, I have a, a new, new client. She's, she's in her fifties and she's just starting to get into working out and she loves lifting weights. So of course I put her on starting strength Hell yeah. and she, so she's 55 years old, uh, therapist has never lifted weights in her life coming in doing starting strength like loves it taught her how to sumo deadlift the other day she loves bench pressing loves squatting and every time I see her I'm like Susan I'm so excited for you because every time that you come in it's like you're learning something new you're PRing and she even said to me she's like this is like the most exciting thing I've done in in so long and the cool thing is when I said to her, I'm like, this is like your starting point. And now for the rest of your life, like you're just going to continue to grow. What a, like, what an amazing thing. It's beautiful. One of the uh, top CFHQ trainers always used to call that, or CrossFit HQ trainers uh, used to call that the golden years of fitness. And when you first get into it, you, and you're learning everything new and you start to really hit your stride and you're PRing everything. And it lasts for about you know, it can last for a year or two years. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're still making gains, but they're incremental. They're small. Maybe the plates that you're adding to your back squat are fractional plates. Now, instead of like you go one day to the gym and you're squatting 135, and the next week you come back, it's like, Oh, now I can squat 185. That's a big jump. And I think that that's a really cool and exciting period. I want to just highlight something quickly that you talked about in terms of like where I'm at in my journey. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I've had some some really good success with my fitness and my nutrition. But I kind of disagree a little bit in terms of like, even for myself, majoring in the minors, I still have a lot of things where I look at my fitness, my health, my nutrition, and I pull back the curtain on my fundamentals. And I go, am I really maximizing the fundamental basics of my fitness and my nutrition, my stress, my sleep, my water intake, the things that really, really matter. And yes, there's a lot of shit that I show on Instagram. And again, yes, for 90% of my life, there's a big portion of that that goes in that direction. But there's, there's also 10% and probably even more than that, if I'm really being honest, in which I could really dial in the fundamentals. I could drink way more water. I could get better sleep. I could learn to reduce my stress. 
I could even figure out different ways and means to dial my nutrition in to make it probably more optimal for me and how I live my life. And you know, the Oreos thing, that's a little bit of a joke. I actually did that one time back in the day at uh, CrossFit New England uh, because I didn't want to binge on the Oreos. I was like, ah, fuck it. And I threw them in the trash and sprayed them down with Windex. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but EC Sinkowski, who we just talked about, Optimize Me Nutrition, the goat of nutrition, just posted about this the other day. If you binge something, don't buy it. And I think that like people these days with this, if it fits your macros culture and everybody out there who's like preaching, oh, you can eat this sugar and you can be okay if you have just one Oreo. We've talked about this before. Some people cannot do that. And some people will fight against that with every fiber of their being and lose the battle every single time. If you know that you do not have the willpower to resist eating the entire package of Oreos, don't fucking have it in the house. It's not a bad thing. It's not necessarily an indictment on people who can exercise the moderation with the cookies. Yes, great for them. That's fine. But for you, it doesn't work that way. And I fucking hate the fact that there's influencers out there who shit on people who go, don't eat the cookies. Because it, it's not realistic for everybody to have that level of moderation. I respect and understand that some people can, but also you have to respect and understand that some people can't. So if you can't, don't put it in your cart, don't bring it home and don't have it in the house. And that might just be the solution for you in terms of this new year. If we come back to resolutions and you're looking at your shopping cart and you're going, I'm binging Oreos or ice cream or candy or whatever it is every single night, I'm binging them, I can't stop. Maybe the thing that you do, instead of trying to reduce the portion, maybe you just go to the grocery store and you don't buy it or you make a smart substitute for it. You get tons of fruit. And now you have the fruit in the house to eat at night with some raw honey or something like that. But that's the Oreo story. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm one of those people. And the other thing is being able to kind of like own who you are and who I am is I can't have certain things in the house because I have like, like, so I, I have great, like great, great control when it's like set a goal for myself, got, got to do 30 minutes of intervals a day. I can do that no matter what I, the willpower is there. I'm fine. If we have ice cream at home, if we have cookies at home, baked goods, I actually can't. And I know who I am. And so like when we do the food shop or Brit's like, hey, do you want me to pick anything up special? I'm like, nope, I want nothing special. You know, just get the staples of what we need because I will eat what's in the house. So here, here I am, right? Like I, I, I'm far into this journey, just like you. And I'm at a point where I'm like, can't have this in the house. Gotta make sure, I mean, really my, my favorite snack right now for a sweet treat is some full fat cottage cheese with um, a scoop of like raspberry preserves on top. That's a classic. And, and I don't know if we've talked about cottage cheese yet on this podcast, but there are only two camps that exist on the cottage cheese front. You either love it 
or it is the most disgusting <laughs> thing you have ever seen in your life. And the people that think it's the most disgusting thing just haven't had it prepared right. And what I mean by that is there are certain qualities of cottage cheese. I mean, take out your notebooks right now, folks. If you are buying like the hood, the, I mean, whatever, we're not going to get sponsored by hood. Um, hold on. I think I'm forgot to put my, my phone on do not disturb, but if you're getting kind of like this crappy hood, whatever kind of cheese, no, you're it's talking garbage. about hood, hood, the brand. Yes. You're talking yes. about the brand hood just to clear it up for everybody. We're talking about the brand name hood. Yeah. What, what else? No, just continue. No. Okay. You go to Whole Foods or you go to your you go, cottage cheese. We're not getting canceled. Stop it. Just we're not even going to get into cancel culture, but you get you go to your natural grocer, you go to Whole Foods and there is like some really good full fat cottage cheese. And then you go to the jelly aisle and you get some really good freaking raspberry preserves. Also, raspberry is the number one jelly flavor. Oh, stop there, it. What's stop it, please? Okay, stop it. Hold, what's the better raspberry. than raspberry? Raspberry's got too many seeds in it. You're a joke. You're gonna like you can't you can't argue with a straight face that raspberry is the best type of preserves because your teeth are just littered with the with the berry uh, nuts or whatever. No, you don't even you don't even know what you're talking about. So <laughs> hold on, let let me tell you why it's the best. The seeds are actually a wonderful texture thing. So if you're a texture person, raspberry's great. Grape is great if you're five years old. Okay. Um, strawberry, the worst. Oh, strawberry. First of all, I can't, I can't stand like the full. I like the chunks. I I hate that. I can't stand (laughs) that. I can't stand that. In in my eyes, it's raspberry and then blackberry. Those are my two favorites. Brick got this mixed berry thing the other day. I and maybe she'll listen to this episode. I don't have the heart to tell her. I'm not eating any of it. It looks gross. Um, but anyway, that's that's my take on a good treat. And the other thing is talking about food in your house, making sure that you have like some really good staple items that you can always like you can always go to when you're like having some sort of craving. So if you don't always have a fat stack of bananas at your house, and if you don't always have apples in your house, you're crazy. Also, if you don't refrigerate your apples, you're insane. And if you refrigerate, and if you refrigerate bananas, I can't talk to you. (laughs) Lots of, lots of hard, hard and fast rules here about the fruit. Um, I agree with you in terms of having a solid supply of fresh fruit. I don't always refrigerate my apples. Sometimes I do. The bananas never go in the refrigerator. That's crazy. Here's a a hack for anybody out there. And Ryan Fisher out there, he has popularized this one uh, a lot, is the frozen blueberries. You put the blueberries into the freezer. You put them in there. You can snack on them, kind of like canned food sitting on the couch. But what I do is I put the frozen blueberries. Obviously, they're in the freezer. Take them out. Sometimes I'll put them in the microwave for like, 15 or 20 seconds, and then put a scoop of raw honey on top of that and mix it all up. And while they're still like half frozen, it's a really delicious kind of like cobbled together uh, snack. So a couple of healthy snacks for you guys out there. 
One of the things we will, want, we'll oh, do a sorry. whole episode on snacks. One of the things I wanted to get to before we wrap up uh, our talk about resolutions is making sure that we don't, I don't want to discourage anybody out there. I know that we talked a lot about how resolutions might be kind of ill conceived sometimes. There might be too many things down on paper. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. And I'm certainly not trying to discourage anybody from going out there and achieving their goals. And if you have those things down on paper and you want to go get them and it's, it's a long list of stuff and they're really ambitious, more power to you, more power to you. My guidance here though, is if you feel the wheels falling off early, make the correction early enough where you don't get to a point where you just give up on everything. And my one plug here will be the EOE 40 challenge, which starts on January 10th. So this episode is actually going to air the day after the challenge starts. It's airing on January 11th. And if you're listening to this right now, it's not too late. You can go and sign up for the EOE 40 challenge. It's a 40-day challenge in which we will be there accountable with you. I'll be there. The team from NC Fit will be there. 40 days of dialing it in. And this might give you the accountability that you need to start your year off right. Max, I want to get some last words from you because I know you got a hard stop here in a couple of minutes. What are you and the CrossFit Tilt family thinking about for New Year's? All right. So really quick, I love what you just said. Um, you can always make adjustments, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. And I think you really hit the nail on the head, which is, Hey, you have like a bunch of like awesome goals. Great. Let's like start down and see, and see what comes back. And maybe you're getting feedback. I mean, this is part of life. Hey, this actually like, isn't working for me right now. This may not be sustainable. That is totally fine. The other great thing, which you just talked about is doing this thing with a group. There are some people that are lone rangers. They are fine going off, doing this stuff on their own. Kudos, more power to you. There is power in numbers, right? And like you said, being part of a group keeps you accountable. It keeps you going. The other thing that it does is like makes you feel okay with struggling. Part of setting goals and part of setting these resolutions is that it's not easy, right? And at some point, you are going to be at this point where you're at a crossroads. Oh my God, I've been eating well for two weeks. I have this like, I have this craving. I'm going to go out and buy this. And then who knows? Like for us, we have this, um, we have our, uh, you know, tilt challenge page on Facebook. We're posting on all the time. And like, you just log on to that. And somebody's like, man, I'm struggling today. This is like what I pulled together for my food or like anybody else with me. And it literally takes one person to be like, Hey, me too. I'm having a tough time. And you're like, Hey, all right. I'm not alone. And that's the best thing. So I think that love that. I think that people, you know, will kind of poo poo challenges. And I've heard people say like, you know, challenges don't work. And the, the point of a challenge is not to in 30 days, transform your body and lose three inches off your waist. No, the part of a challenge is that at the end of the challenge, you can look back and think a couple of these things really work for me. And I'm going to add this to my toolkit or I'm going to add this to my daily life moving forward. Understand that doing these challenges 
are to highlight things that could help and help you build some real habits that you can carry forward in your life. And the other thing that it does is it highlights some things that you're good at and some things that you're not good at. And that's the best part of it in that you get to experience it with other people. So a thousand, that's where I'm at. A thousand percent. I mean, at some point in my fitness career, I definitely shat on 30 day challenges and I wasn't really mature enough to think about where the real value of this is. We're doing a 40 day challenge at NC fits called the EOE 40. I would love for you to check it out. The value is not necessarily 40 days, the 40 days, you're going to get some great results. hundred percent. You're going to learn some stuff about yourself, but the value is the habits that you're going to take after that. The one or two things that you hold on to for months, years after the challenge, the things that you learn, Max just highlighted it so beautifully. Max, I love that we ended our last episode with something that's in your ears, something that you're listening to when you're working out. So what is the one workout song that you got recommended for this week? Perfect. You know, um, since we did this the, the last time, I was screenshotting a bunch of songs that I've been listening to on repeat. So this is a good one. It's, uh, it's explicit. So you may want to try and find the, the edited version, but it's called Hypno featuring Rocky and it's, uh, it's by TI and it's, it's legit. I'm going to give you one more TI track because I almost exclusively listen to Rick Ross radio <laughs> on, on Spotify. And this is an old, this is an old TI song and the explicit version is completely filthy. So again, find the edited version. It's 24s by TI, old school. Might be off his first or second album. Really freaking good. I love, a, I love a good deep cut, and I'm going to hit you with a deep cut as well. It's called A Good Night Sleep. It's from an album called Say It Like You Mean It from a band called Starting Line, The Starting Line. That album came out probably my freshman or sophomore year in college, and I listened to it until I burned the CD down to like, the absolute edges. One other song that I was listening to the other day that got me so fucking fired up when I'm working out. And this is kind of random. It's a little bit out there, but total eclipse of the heart is an all time banger <laughs> song. It's an amazing track to listen to. And uh, Max, I love you, buddy. Another great show. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Oh, I love you, man. Later. See ya. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go.